Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another segment of the Bama Factor with Alex Taylor. I'm your host, as always, Alex Taylor, and we are proud to bring you the Bama Factor Rose Bowl preview show special. We are going to be really diving into all things to do with the CFP semifinal from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2024. I'm super excited about this one. Took a week off, um, celebrated Christmas with the family, uh, took a vacation as well with my in-laws, my wife's side of the family, and uh, still brought you guys a lot of content. Obviously, we had early signing day. I'll be doing a podcast a little bit later about that, but this is going to be all about the all about the CFP semifinal for Alabama and Michigan. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas, a great time with your family. Hope everybody's going to have a good and safe and happy new year. But we're going to jump right into it. So segment one, we're going to preview the Alabama offense against the defense of the Wolverines. Um, So I think when you first talk about the Alabama offense, I think, you know, the place you got to start at is Jalen Milrow. You know, Jalen Milrow has, you know, started the season uh, as a starter for Alabama in the first two games, really struggled against Texas, you know, two very costly interceptions against Texas that really set up points for them. And obviously didn't play his best game. He was benched against South Florida. Very, um, very tough situation for Jalen Milrow at that point. And, you know, when you look at how much he's grown since then, though, the character, the, 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 the leadership, and you look at everything that's really gone on, I'm telling you, it is absolutely incredible what he's done. And his improvement over the latter half of the season, absolutely incredible. And I think you also have to look at a guy like Jason McClellan as well. You know, he's back fully healthy, didn't play the SEC championship game due to an ankle injury. However, this has been a interesting um, time because, you know, you have a month to really prepare for this game. So Jason's been able to get fully healthy, and he is practicing. He is 100%. So I'm very glad to see that. Also, I think you need to look at the wide receiver core here with um, against the Michigan second a dairy here. You know, obviously the Wolverines have a really good uh, cornerback room. They have really good safeties as well. Haven't really given up a lot uh, over the top. But I think this wide receiver core for Bama with Bond and Burton and, you know, other guys is um, going to be absolutely incredible to watch in this game. Especially when you look at a guy like Isaiah Bond, who's really just come alive this year. You know, very talented freshman uh, that came in in last year's recruiting cycle. Um, had a very good freshman campaign in more of a limited role because of the other wide receivers like Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton from that 22 team. However, you know, you look at uh, how far that especially him and, you know, Kobe Prentice, Kendrick Law have really progressed this year. And that just adds another layer uh, to this Alabama offense and what Tommy Reese can do uh, as far as um, spreading the love around to these receivers. But I think this will be obviously one of the best secondaries they've played against this year. You know, Michigan really hasn't given up uh, a lot. However, the thing I will say about these sides of the ball for Alabama and Michigan that really intrigues me is that Michigan has yet to play um, more than two uh, top 
50 offenses this year. The only top 50 offense they play this year is Ohio State at number 37. The other ones have been very um, very much of a non-factor. And, you know, some of them in the hundreds, some of them in the high 80s, some in the 70s. So, you know, you're not looking at too many dynamic offenses. You know, they definitely haven't seen a quarterback like Jalen Milrow at all. Haven't seen a receiving call like this. But the biggest uh, matchup in this game is going to be in the trenches. It's going to be that Bama offensive line against the front of Michigan. And the front of Michigan really has improved a lot. You know, two years ago they had Aiden Hutchinson and um, Jabbo, of course. But, you know, if you look at it now, it's still very big and physical. They really are physical on their defensive front. However, the good thing about this is, is that Alabama's offensive line has been improving and hitting its stride at the right time. If you go back and you watch the SEC championship game, you will see Alabama's offensive line just absolutely handle, and I'm talking just physically dominate, pancake, roll over, however you want to say it, Georgia's line. And Georgia had a very senior-laden defensive front. So that was very... Very impressive to see. And Bama's really starting to hit its stride on the line. Still got to clean up some snaps. Hopefully a month off, you know, has given Seth some time to clean up some of those snaps. But I'm telling you, the way that J.C. Latham is playing, the way that Jaden Roberts has been a spark for this team since the A&M game at right guard, and the fact that he's only a sophomore is just insane. Tyler Booker's only a sophomore. Caden Proctor's only a freshman. He started to come into his own. And – you know, at the beginning of the season, Proctor looked like a guy who was not ready for the moment, uh, couldn't shuffle his feet, didn't really have that good of technique. But now throughout the season, just more repetitions and more in-game experiences got him going. So I'm very excited to see that side. But that will be the key matchup. It will be Alabama's offensive line against the front of the Michigan Wolverines. So on this, you know, when the offensive side, Alabama will have its biggest test now – in front of it against a very good, uh, obviously against um, the best scoring defense uh, in the country this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but to have everybody fully healthy, and you know, if you look at the tight ends in this game too, Amari Tyblack and CJ Dupree, I think they can make a big, big difference in this game. So I'm anxious to see how that'll go as well. So we're going to jump right into segment two. Now we're going to talk about the Michigan offense against the Alabama defense. So the first thing that really jumps out to me on this when I was really preparing for this particular preview show is J.J. McCarthy, um, he's been struggling the last five games. You know, if you look at his stat line, yeah, the Wolverines have won and pulled out the wins, but J.J. hasn't eclipsed 150 passing yards in one of those games, and he's only thrown one touchdown. So, I mean, you really look at it, his performance is – has just absolutely dipped. And when you look at the quarterback comparison, Jalen Milrow has him in everything. However, Jalen Milrow doesn't play on the, on the defensive side of the ball, so that doesn't really matter. However, I think in this game, you know, since J.J. has been struggling, now he's had a month off, he's had a month to recoup, he's had a month to get his feet under him. So still a good athlete, can still run very well. Not as good as Jalen Milrow, but is still a good athlete, so I'm going to give him props. And their wide receiver, Wilson, has been his go-to target. Uh, obviously, if you watch last year's semifinal against TCU, Wilson had a huge game uh, 
for the Wolverines last year. He's been very consistent this year. Seems to be JJ's favorite target. Uh, so definitely going to see a matchup of either Wilson on Kool-Aid, or I'm sorry, Kool-Aid on him, or Terry on uh, could get matched up with a Malachi Moore here and there as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see that. But where Michigan really makes any any type of noise and any type of movement on the offense is in the run game with Edwards and Blake Corum. And uh, they got to be slowed down. You know, Corum is a very good tailback, um, over 22, 23 touchdowns this year. And, uh, I mean, he's, he, he's been a great tailback for them. I mean, he came back for a senior season. He's had four really stellar seasons, especially the last two He's had really, really, really good seasons. He's a very strong runner. He's a very hard runner. He's a very aggressive runner. Um, but I think that's where the Alabama front has to play very well and needs to be a factor. You know, Jaheim Otis and Tim Keenan and Justin Aboyby have to be absolutely um, – st- they have to be stout in stopping that run because, um, you know, Michigan also has a big offensive line. You know, they were finalists for the Joe Moore Award. And, you know, they always have a good offensive line. You know, they have some of those big cornbread boys from up north. But, uh, you know, we got some guys from the south too. So, uh, you know, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But in order to slow down that running game of the Wolverines, we got to play the gaps and contain very well. I mean, we've got to get upfield. we got to get off our blocks. That's where Turner and Bryce will come in. But also, you know – Something else that you can look at is, is you know, Caleb Downs and run support. I mean, this guy's been fantastic in run support. So is Kool-Aid and Terrion Arnold. They tackled very well in run support this year. But I think that's where, especially on toss plays or counter plays or outside run plays, when you're running outside the tackle, you know, that's just where guys like Campbell, Lawson, and Marshall have to hit their – have to hit their holes and they have to play their gaps well. And that's where you have to contain. You can't allow any huge runs from Corum or Edwards. Edwards has kind of that more breakaway speed. Not to say that Corum can't. He most definitely can. But as far as that, um, we got to stack that box and we got to make them throw. I mean, we've got to put them uh, into a throwing game because I think if the defense can really do that, I think, you know, I like our chances. Uh, but some other guys that, 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 you know, have got to have a huge game. But, you know, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. I mean, obviously, between the two of them, they have 17 sacks on the year. Um, a lot of pressures. I mean, it's usually a meet-me-at-the-quarterback type deal. You know, Dallas Turner, I believe, on the season has, you know, 59 QB pressures. I think Braswell's right behind him with either 57 or 58. So, absolutely insane for these two guys. Uh, absolutely just uh they've had such a great season and uh you know that they 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 know how to get after the quarterback and that's what it's going to take especially working against those tackles and if they can collapse the pocket we got to have somebody there we don't need to leak out entirely uh we got to have somebody there for sure because jj will step up and you know he does have some good running ability in order to get a first down it's not anything like a Jaden daniels or a jackson dart but um it is still very much um, something that we have to keep an eye on. So I think the Bama defense, you know, this will be a good test for them as well. You you, you know, seeing them go up against Georgia, who had just been a machine all year on offense, especially having what they had. But Alabama having everybody healthy again um, is going to be a big factor in this game. So I'm very excited to see guys like Deontay Lawson 
be a really big X factor in this game. Caleb Downs, who just won the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year that was just announced today. So I'm super excited to see the defense against this offense because I think this is just really going to be a really good matchup. I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better CFP semifinal matchup here. So very excited about this. So we're going to jump right into segment three. We're going to talk a little bit about the Rose Bowl history for the Crimson Tide. Um, so this is actually Alabama's first true Rose Bowl since 1946. And I'll explain this because I know a lot of you that hear this are either going to send me a message or say, well, that's not true. We played it in, in a 2020, but the 21 year, but the 2020 season. That's right. We did play in the Rose Bowl game. However, it was in Arlington. It was not in Pasadena. So, because obviously due to COVID restrictions and, and um, I think the lockdown policies, uh, they were not having any games that year um, in the state of California. So, they had to move the CFP semifinal that year that was in the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. They had to, they had to move the, the Rose Bowl to um, Arlington, Texas and play it in Jerry World. So Alabama has had a trip to the Rose Bowl, and they did beat Notre Dame in that game, 31-24. to I'm sorry, 31-14, to I'm sorry. and But when you look at that, um, it wasn't in Pasadena. So this is the first true one since 1946. And Alabama technically played in Pasadena in 2009, but it was for the BCS title. It wasn't for the Rose Bowl. Um as they beat Texas 37 to 21 uh, in 2009. So it, it is their first trip to Pasadena since 2009, but that was for the BCS title, just like I said. So this is the first true Rose Bowl since 1946. And just a little bit about that 1946 um, Rose Bowl, Alabama played USC uh, in Pasadena, California. Uh, they won 34 to 13. This was the game that was really known as where Coach Frank Thomas emptied the whole bench. Uh, because Alabama at one point was up 34-0 to zero in the third quarter. USC actually did not gain a first down until late in the third quarter. And I want to give a special shout-out to my brother, Bo Hodges. Um, for, for those of y'all who don't know, I do have an older brother. Um, we're 15 years apart in age. He's 41. I'm 26. And we're actually half-brothers because we have – the same mom, but we do have a different dad. He's a Hodges, I'm a Taylor. But growing up, we never, ever considered ourselves half-brothers. We've always considered ourselves full brothers. He's always been a big part of my life. Um, he's done some amazing things for me, uh, and I'm very proud to have him as my brother. So I want to give a shout-out to him because my brother's grandfather, Norwood Hodges, he actually played fullback on the 1946 Rose Bowl team for the Crimson Tide. And to go even a step further, he played with All-American quarterback Harry Gilmer on that same team. And he also scored the last touchdown in that game against USC, carried the ball from two yards out on the goal line and scored the last touchdown for the Crimson Tide. So if you ever uh, just want to read about the 1946 – um, the 1946 Rose Bowl, you need to, and you can look up the name on Horwood Hodges. It's 
He was an incredible player. He later became the uh, mayor of Anniston, opened up a car dealership in Anniston. An incredible man. I know my, I, I know my brother loved him extremely. Um, I know he was his hero. And uh, I just want to give a shout out on this um, to my brother's grandfather for sure. So, um, and uh, if my brother hears this, uh, I love you. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope uh, you continue to uh, always acknowledge and uh, always appreciate what your grandfather did for the Crimson Tide. And I know that you do. Um, and now going into Alabama's first Rose Bowl appearance, it was actually in 1925 over Washington. So uh, also a, a current team that is in uh, the college football playoff as well in the semifinal in the Sugar Bowl against Texas. And that was actually the Crimson Tide's first national championship in 1925. And it's weird because the Alabama Crimson Tide fight song came out after that season and since they went to the Rose Bowl that year, that's where the line in the song, remember the Rose Bowl will win then. So um, Alabama had a 26-0 victory over Washington in the 1925 Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So a lot of great history in this game. You know, it's the granddaddy of them all for a reason. If you got to the Rose Bowl, it it meant so much because it's such a honored game. It's such a just the just the pageantry, the tradition, the 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 intensity, the moments. It's always a great game. It's just always one of those classic games. I've never watched a Rose Bowl game that 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 you know hasn't had you know these great performances or close games or comebacks. And some have been blowouts, but. It's always it's it's just always very interesting to watch, and I love the setting out there in California. I love the fact that Alabama was actually getting to play in it. Um, I love that, and the fact that we're getting to play in all white. I I, I just really like that. I would have loved to have played in Crimson, but we did play in Crimson there uh, for the BCS title in two thousand nine. So um, I got to say, it's just it's just been absolutely incredible to know that we're going to be able to play there on Monday. And I hope the guys enjoy it because, you know, not a lot of people get an opportunity to play um, in the Rose Bowl. So um, it's – it's um, when you have your moment, you need to obviously make the most of it. So super happy for the team and I'm glad they're getting to do it. So now as we wrap this up, we're going to jump into the last segment. We're going to jump into the keys to the game and obviously my prediction. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. So – my first key is going to be the time of possession on offense. And I'm going to say this like what I said about Alabama LSU. You've got to maintain and win the time of possession battle. And I'll say it again. If we have a 30 to 35-minute time of possession in this game, we win the ball game. I said that about Georgia, and we had over 33 minutes time of possession, had it down, and I was very glad to say that, um, that we – won that game. And I said that we would if we had that 30 to 35 time of possession, and we did. So 30 to 35 35 minutes keeping this uh, football away from them, wearing down down the the defense and especially their front. Establishing the running game is key too, and that goes a lot with time of possession. Um, 
we got to establish it. You know, having Jace back is going to be huge. Jam played very well in the SEC title game. Roy Dell Williams played very well in the title game. I love to see Justice Haynes. I love to just rotate our backs. You know, the Wolverines really have two guys who they can rotate, but Alabama's got four if they need it. Three for sure. So, um, I would like to see us establish that game. But then also, you know, get that intermediate passing game going. And then when we have the opportunity, take a deep shot downfield. I mean, take one to Burton. Take one to Bond. We're going to take the top off of the defense at some point. I think Tommy Reese is going to keep that in the back pocket. But I think we need to do that as well and stretch the field on them. I don't think the field has been stretched on the on the Wolverines at all this year, hardly. So I think that's something we need to uh, take advantage of. Also, in establishing the run game, I think you need 12 to 13 to 14 QB runs for Jalen Milrow in this game because I think if you're going to have success in the run game, especially against this, you've got to use your best athlete on the field, and it's Jalen Milrow. You've got to use that for sure. So, again, use his legs. Let him use his legs. Let him improvise and let him do what he can really do. So then key three, um, this is going to be a huge one right here. And I think if we do this, we win the ball game, hands down, going away, no contest. If we can make J.J. McCarthy have to throw the ball to win this game, I love our chances. I love our chances. So if we can do that, then – we can make Michigan throw the ball if we can do, um, if we can keep Corman Edwards out of, out of the end zone, and we can keep them from gaining any yardage whatsoever. Then, I really like what we can do here, um, because when you look at what JJ has struggled with the last five games, it it uh, it, it should excite the Bama defense because because when you look at how he struggled, he's only thrown one touchdown. He hasn't eclipsed 150 yards in the last five games. Uh, we need to force him to throw. And this is going to be the best defense he has faced all year. And But if Corman Edwards get going, it could be a long night. So if we can stack that box and we can make him beat us with his arm, I like our secondary a lot better than their receivers. They do have some good tight ends, but and he's got one receiver, like I said, that he likes to go to. But if we can take that away, I think Terion and Kool-Aid can do what they're supposed to. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, if J.J. can because I think if we force him to throw the ball to win that game, he's going to have to throw for 380, 400 yards to beat us. And I just don't really see that happening again. And then key four, obviously the most important, this goes with any game, is just take care of the ball. I mean, taking care of the ball is 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 honestly should be key one. It should be the very most important key. And we haven't turned the ball over at all hardly uh, in these last few weeks. I think we only turned over once against Kentucky. We didn't turn it over all against Chattanooga. We didn't turn it over against Auburn. We didn't turn it over against Georgia. Uh, we didn't turn over against LSU. Um, we had one turn, or I'm sorry, two turnovers against Tennessee. So I mean, really, ever since the Tennessee game, we've had three turnovers, and that's that's huge. And where it counted, we didn't have any turnovers. So 
again, taking care of the ball is very, very, very key in this game. And I think it's just playing to the Bama standard. I mean, we're, we are back in the playoff again. We're back where we belong. We have a shot at this. You know, after everybody has counted us out, you know, I've had to hear all month long, you know, Alabama doesn't deserve to be there. Florida State got gypped and, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm just saying, you, you know what, the best way – to shut everybody up is to go out there and literally make a statement in this game on the grand stage. And, you know, how everybody said, you know, Michigan's going to run through us and how we don't have a shot and how Michigan's uh, a better coach team, a stronger team, a more physical team, a faster team. And, uh, no. No. Michigan's a good team. They got a good coach. They have good tailbacks. They have a good defense. They have great defense. But I'll say it like I said for the Georgia game. Alabama is way more, especially with, especially against this team. They're way more battle-tested. They fought through more adversity, more heartbreak, more uncomfortable situations, more trailing going into the second half situations than any other team in the country, and have proven time and time again that when adversity hits, they don't fold, they don't collapse. It only makes them stronger, and that's gonna, and that's gonna, absolutely just help this team. I know it is. So I'm gonna jump to my prediction: Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl from Pasadena, California. College football playoff semifinal, a trip to the national championship on the line, New Year's Day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 2 Pacific. I think in this game it's going to be a heavyweight fight. It's going to be a little back and forth early. I think it could be something like a 17-10 to 10 at halftime. But I think Alabama can pull away in the second half as they have all year long. And I think Alabama pulls away in the second half. I think they shut down that run. And I think they can force J.J. McCarthy into a couple mistakes, a couple interceptions, a couple costly mistakes. He did have two pick sixes against TCU last year in the Fiesta Bowl. So I'm excited to see what the defense can do against him. I'm excited to see what Jalen Milrow can do. I'm excited to see what a healthy Jace can do, Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond. And I just think this team is so motivated and so ready, a month to prepare, gotten everybody healthy, a good month of just well-needed rest. And you've been through the gauntlet. Now it's time to finish the job and get one inch closer to a title. And I'm going to go Alabama pulls away in the second half, and Alabama wins 38-17, punches their ticket to the national championship on Monday, January the 9th, I'm, or 8th. I'm so excited about that. we got to play to our standard, take care of the ball, establish the front game, time of possession on offense, and make the Wolverines throw, throw the uh, football, and I think we're celebrating as the Rose Bowl champs. So that's all I have for the Rose Bowl preview episode. I will be back next week with a recap. Hopefully it is a happy recap and – hopefully a preview of the national championship game. But everybody have a safe and happy new year. Thank you so much for a great 2023. My last podcast of 2023. I appreciate you guys 
so much. You have made such a such an impact on this podcast this whole year with your views, your your streams, your saves, your plays, everything. You guys have been so awesome. So, so awesome. And I cannot thank you guys enough. I love you guys. God bless all of you. And as always, roll freaking tide. Thank you.